Good afternoon, everybody. Good evening. A little word of introduction. Uh, my name is Father Bryce Sibley. I'm actually a priest of the Diocese of Lafayette, but for the past couple of years, I've been teaching over at Notre Dame Seminary to teach moral theology. And so, Father Nile, good friend from the time that I was there and he was there at the seminary, asked me to come and celebrate Mass for you today. Hopefully, he will not regret that decision. So, today we are celebrating the Solemnity of the Assumption of Mary. Although the Church has always believed that Mary was assumed body and soul, it didn't become an official doctrine of the Church until 1950. And so we focus on Mary, sort of participating in the resurrection a little bit early, is assumed body and soul into heaven. In a certain sense, it's like the ultimate um, canonization of a saint, pointing to the reverence, the veneration we have for Mary and her holiness. But it's at this Mass, though, that we read the Gospel of the Magnificat, of Mary's great hymn of praise during the visitation when she encounters Elizabeth, her cousin. And the reason we do so, or at least I think the reason we do so, is because of this one phrase when Mary says, all generations will call me blessed. And so what we're doing, particularly in the Feast of the Assumption, is we're calling Mary blessed. But in looking at what Mary said there, and what she says in the entire Magnificat, she's actually making a prophecy. She is prophesying that all generations will call her blessed. And indeed, 2,000 years later, we are still doing so. And so this sets Mary up by a title that we don't often sort of give to her. And that is the title of prophet or prophetess. Now again, even though I highlighted the fact that she's predicting the future here, this is not specifically what a prophet does in the Old Testament or even in the New Testament. A prophet is not necessarily someone who predicts the future, but instead listens to God's word and then speaks it to his people, whether it be to the whole of Israel or to an individual. And so Mary is sort of presented to us as a prophet. We know the Spirit descended upon her at the Annunciation, and so now she is speaking prophecy. St. Paul talks about the gift of prophecy in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, where he says that he wishes all Christians would have this gift of prophecy. And the focus of the gift of prophecy is for the upbuilding, encouragement, and comfort of the church. Not for ourselves, but for others, to be able to speak that word that encourages so normally when we think of prophets, we think of Elijah and we think of Jeremiah and Isaiah. But in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we see female prophets, such as Miriam, Hannah, and in the New Testament, Anna, the prophetess who's in the temple, who greets and speaks prophecy to Mary and Joseph. And if you actually want to sort of dig a little bit deeper, you can look at Mary's Magnificat. And it's structured like, and sort of quotes, a lot of the prophetesses Hannah's 
song that she proclaims in the first book of Samuel. So it's clear that Mary is a prophetess, one who listens to the word of God, is anointed by the Spirit, and speaks that word for the upbuilding of others and the upbuilding of the church. Now we bring this up, as you're going to see how I'm going to connect it a little bit later on to the assumption. We bring it up because the fact is we're all called to be prophets. It's something that we believe as a result of our baptism. We are baptized and anointed as priest, prophet, and king. That's what we in theology call the threefold munera. And so we're all called to be prophets in our own prayer life to hear the voice of the Lord and to speak it over others. A word that encourages, that builds up. Actually, in a certain sense, we're listening to what the Lord says to the church or to another individual or to a smaller group, and we speak that word. We become the mouthpiece of God in a real way. Because the Lord wants us to hear words that build us up or sometimes call us to a deeper conversion. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians that he hopes everybody would have this gift of prophecy. And I think it's something that we really should be striving for, to have a culture of prophecy in the church. Not dreaming dreams necessarily or predicting the future of the end of the world, but speaking words of encouragement, words of comfort to other people who need to be built up. I bring this up because I was sort of inspired to reflect on this by a podcast I was listening to, where we look at the opposite of prophecy. The opposite of prophecy is when we use our words instead of to build others up and help them see themselves as God sees them, when we use to criticize, to gossip, to bring others down and to destroy unity. Prophecy builds up the church, but a negativity, a criticism, gossip brings it down by destroying trust, by destroying relationships. It's not from the Holy Spirit who builds up and unites, but it's from the evil one. It is diabolical. The word diabolical actually means to tear or to throw apart. So when we give in to gossip, when we give in to harsh criticism, we're always nitpicking others instead of building them up. Or if we need to speak a word, a call to conversion. I need you to change your behavior because the Lord loves you. Because your dignity is something that is not in accord with that type of behavior. But when we allow negativity and criticism to take over, we are not responding to the vocation we all have to be prophets. Now, what does this have to do with the assumption, though? Cardinal Ratzinger, of course, who became Pope Benedict, he talks about the assumption. And he says the reason that Mary was assumed into heaven wasn't just because she was holy. It is because, he says, that the earth could not hold her. Because there was no guilt There was nothing that she did or she said to hurt God or to hurt others, to bind her in a negative way to the world. Because she lived such a life of goodness, of prophesying the the, the word of the Lord, of living in great wholeness, she was able to, as a symbol of the church in her entirety, be assumed into heaven. 
Because whenever we are critical, when we're negative, when we backbite, we gossip, we're in a certain sense binding ourselves to other people by destroying those relationships. And that's what purgatory is for, where we are cleansed of that so that we indeed can enjoy the fullness of the heavenly kingdom. Mary was assumed into heaven because she was a prophetess. And the words that she spoke build up but did not tie down and bind her, as often sin does to the world. And so my really encouragement here is that we all pray for that gift of prophecy to be more in tune with how the Lord is working with our lives. Particularly that we are all really called to that. And ask for Our Lady's intercession, because the Church needs it now more than ever. If we want to build up the body of Christ, we've got to be willing to speak those words of love, of encouragement to others. And this is how I believe that we are going to rebuild the body of Christ, to draw others to the Lord by seeing them as the Lord sees them, by paying attention to the Spirit, and as Mary did, speaking that word of affirmation, speaking the word that builds up the heart and builds up the body of Christ. Amen.